it's just an amazing experience to have a child come up to you all starry-eyed and say, Santa, I love you, Santa, and give you a big hug. What would you do with an army of raving fans? How would that transform your business? Creating a five-star customer experience is the most important thing that you can do in your business. It will help you stand out, rise to the top, and save you thousands of dollars in marketing. I am obsessed with finding and creating five-star customer experiences. In fact, it's my superpower. On this journey together, you'll hear interviews with business owners at the top of their industries, sharing actionable strategies and tips to improve your customer experience and create your own army of raving fans. I'm your guide, Christine Huey. Welcome to the Five Star Experience Show. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Five Star Experience Show. I'm Christine Huey, and I have a really fun interview for you today. So today I'm interviewing Jim Daly in the Philadelphia area, who plays Santa three months out of the year. So we are going to dive into the business of Santa. Now, this is a really fun episode, and I intended to have it come out right before Christmas just because it's very festive and very fun. Um, This does dive into kind of what it's like to be Santa, so um, maybe not the most kid-friendly if you have young believers. If you do have young children that believe in Santa, we recorded a second episode, which is me interviewing Santa, not Jim, but Santa, so that one is going to be coming up next. It's just a short, quick episode for those kids that weren't able to see Santa this year. And uh, if you're looking for a little extra Christmas magic, that's going to be a good one. All right, so let me introduce our guest today. So again, we've got Jim Daly, Philadelphia area, and he has been Santa for six years. And this is just a really fun interview as to how that all came about and what is it like to be Santa. So... Without further ado, here is my interview with Jim. Hi, Jim. Thank you so much for being here today with us on the Five Star Experience Show. Well, thank you, Christine. I appreciate it. It'd be nice to talk to you. Well, I'm so excited to have you. So you were recommended to me from a friend because you do such great work as Santa. So my understanding is every year for the last six years, you decided to, you've you've been playing Santa in the Philadelphia area. I would love to hear how you got into that. Tell me a little bit about your background. Okay, so I I started out as an actor. Uh, I was a professional actor at the age of 17, touring in theater. We did, uh, starting in Philadelphia, and we did some some shows around for a while. I went off to college, was still acting in college, and then after that, I... uh, I decided I wanted to do stand-up. So I started doing some stand-up comedy and introduced magic to my stand-up comedy show. And with that, I worked all the comedy clubs and resorts, the Pocono resorts where love is the theme. And and around the country, I opened up for a, a bunch of musicians over the course of time. And through that, I always had a big mustache. I always liked having facial hair. Typically, it was a mustache, and but when I say had a big mustache, it was two feet long, from tip <laughs> to tip. So it was somewhat big. That is that is a big mustache, probably bigger than I've ever seen. Yeah. 
And then from there, I uh, went off to a competition that was being run in Coney Island, New York. And if you know anything about Coney Island, New York, uh, all the eccentrics of New York live in Coney Island. Uh, they live there. They perform there. It's a whole different lifestyle there. So they had a, the Coney Island Beard and Mustache competition right around Labor Day to culminate their summer holiday. And I won. I won Best in Show at Coney Island in my first appearance, just with my big white mustache. And from there, I continued on with the beard competitions, uh, going through the country, doing a lot of competitions in, in probably every major city in the, in the country, you know, Chicago and Philadelphia, New York, Los Angeles, Las Vegas, New Orleans, Nashville, went down to Nashville. And in 2013, I won the national championships, uh, the beard and mustache championships. Uh, and that was kind of the culmination of my beard and mustache competitions. Uh, I did a few after that, uh, but it really didn't matter after that once I won the big one. And from there, because I had this great mustache and beard and it, everything was turning white, I, uh, I donned a Santa suit one day at a competition and uh, came in as Santa Claus. And I had a, a bag full of gifts, little trinkets and toys and candy that I threw out to the audience. Really just a bribe to have them vote for me. And, uh, <laughs> and I, I think I came in third in that competition, you know, so that was it. That's, that's how I became Santa. That really was my first Santa appearance was at a, a competition. I believe is in Rochester, New York, that I introduced Santa, uh, Jim Daly as Santa Claus. From there, I, I moved on and um, started doing some, you know, volunteer, you know, charity Santa stuff and. I had a, um, a young lady give me a call because she had a photography studio not too far from me in uh, Havertown, Pennsylvania. And she interviewed me and I interviewed her and we struck up a, uh, a nice business relationship. And I've been her Santa probably for the last six years, starting off in the studio, just doing a couple pictures the first year. Maybe we probably did maybe 25, 35 pictures or sessions with um with families. And last year we did 1500. Holy cow. 1500 families. That's a lot. That's yeah. an impressive business. Yeah. So I, I have to, I have to say she has a real good business. Um, I like to say that I helped her along a little bit with the, with the Santa stuff. She it's not, I'm not the only Santa there now because it's so busy for her. I was able to introduce her to a few other Santas. So now this year, I think, there's eight Santas, uh, not full-time. I'm full-time, and then there's one other Santa that's full-time. But everybody else, you know, they'll come in a few hours a week or maybe two days in a month and uh, sit for the, the families. The interesting thing is, is that once a family picks a Santa, they stay with that Santa throughout the, the whole believe period for the children. Oh, that's so neat. So uh, I could have an infant you know, sitting on my lap or sometimes we lay them on my chest and that infant will be with me for six, seven, eight. Usually the cusp is right around nine, nine or 10 years old is where they, they stop believing. But it's interesting. It's just fun to watch them grow. Oh, that is, that is so awesome. Oh my gosh. I didn't even know about this aspect of the business where you, I knew that you did photographs, but I never thought about there would be families that would use you as Santa every single year. That is just so cool. 
Oh, the interesting part is, is that because there's a limited amount of time, now we start in the middle of October doing our pictures. We'll do outside pictures just to get the fall foliage. Mm-hmm. And then we, we move into the studio as it gets colder. It'll start getting colder in, in the beginning of November. I'm usually sold out by, uh, by Labor Day, by you know that weekend of Labor Day. When she posts the openings for the sessions, usually within a day or two, I am sold out. And I work full time there. I'm, wow. I'm there probably 40, 50 hours a week. At least for a month, I'm there 40 or 50 hours a week. That's you know? amazing. Yeah. I was going to ask, so these photographs, do a lot of them show up as Christmas cards that get sent out around the country? Oh, yes. Oh, t- typically the, the ones that are uh, taken, I guess, prior to this weekend because, they, you know, they have to get them in the mail. Usually by this weekend, you know, we, a week before or two weeks before uh, Christmas, it, all of those are Christmas cards. And I do get a chance to see them. It's funny. I don't I don't get a chance to see any pictures you know, when they're taken, I know that they're being taken, but I don't see them. I don't see them until they hit like Facebook oh, or, or Instagram. And I happen to be friends with those people. But the, and some, a lot of times they post them right to the, to the photographer's website because she has a Facebook group set up and I'll see them through that. And I can respond and I say, thank you for sharing these pictures with everybody. It was a joy to have your children with me. You know, just a little kind words that they, they say to me personally. I, I respond in kind. So Jim, that's awesome. And I knew that photography was a portion of what you did as Santa, but is there any other portions of the business that you do as Santa Claus? Sure. I do corporate visits, not so much this year because there's no corporations or companies that are having Christmas parties just because of COVID. But over the last few years, I've, I've gone to many, many company parties, Christmas parties, holiday parties. I was the Santa for two years for the Philadelphia Flyers. When they had games, I was probably eight games a year I would attend, uh, typically in November and December. And I was there really just to sell a Christmas package that they were offering to their fans that uh, it was called Santa's Christmas Sack. The Santa Sack, I think it was. And they they would uh, sell these Christmas gifts that people would buy and give them to their friends or keep them themselves because in it they had uh, like a signed hockey puck or a signed uh, hockey stick, food vouchers to the vendors within the stadium at Wells Fargo Arena. So I was I was there doing my Santa thing for all the fans of the Philadelphia Flyers. One time they were playing the, the Washington Nationals and then Vice President uh, Joe Biden came in because he was a fan of both the Nationals and the Philadelphia Flyers because he lived in Wilmington, which is right between Philadelphia and Washington. And he came in with his whole secret service security detail. And But Santa got a chance to meet him, wished him well. That's so <laughs> uh, neat. Very, he was very gracious. The secret service, like men in black, you know, they were all around. So that was fun. Yeah, so... You get to meet different different people at the Wells Fargo during the Flyers. I would go to corporate suites and meet people up there. The VIPs, we call them. Other corporations that I that I've attended, you know, they usually it's offsite at some catering hall or restaurant that they would have their, uh, their Christmas parties, and Santa would you know surprise everybody and show up, ringing my bells. Other portions of the 
the uh, Santa business is home visits, dozens and dozens of home visits. I go to people's homes to have a Christmas party or just, it may just be the parents and the children. That's neat. And it could just be three or four of us. You know, Santa's there for a half hour, hour. You know, I'll read a story to them. Typically, I like to read them the, the night before Christmas. I think that's a nice, it's a short story. It only takes about 10 minutes to read it. I've read the Northern Express. We sing some songs. We'll do some carols, jingle bells, and and Rudolph. Everybody loves Rudolph. Yeah, it's it's kind of fun. It's kind of fun. That is really fun. So when you make these appearances at the corporate events, at the private homes, and at the Philadelphia Flyers, do you do the traditional Santa thing? I have that in quotation marks, where you sit down and have the kids come sit on their laps and they tell you what they want for Christmas? Yes. Short answer to that is yes. To expand on that is at the Flyers, I was on a schedule most of the time. So I was in the concourse as people were in the concourse. So during the period breaks, the concourse would be crowded. I was there ringing my bells, trying to basically encourage people to come over to the table to see what the Flyers had to offer as a gift for their fans or to buy for other people. I did have a chair there. If they wanted to take a picture with me, they could sit on the chair. But I'm a more interactive Santa, so I was up and about, walking around, ringing bells, going out to people. I would just kneel down on one knee, take a picture real quick, boom, move along. Because concourse was so crowded during those times. At a holiday Christmas event for a corporation, I usually walked in uh, after their dinner. I would walk around to all the tables and just introduce myself, say hi, welcome, you know, thank you for all the good work that you've done for the company. We really appreciate it. And I'll be over there next to the tree sitting. If you want to come and take a picture, feel free. I'll be here for X amount of time and move along, get the picture, have as much fun as you want and enjoy. Same thing with uh, house visits. I come in, use, it's always a surprise for the kids and we'll, we'll sit down near a Christmas decoration or the tree, take a lot of pictures, sing a couple songs, do some readings, and and then I'm off to my next one. That's just so neat. I have to be honest. I'm just sitting here just smiling ear to ear because it's got to be so much fun to be the center of this cool magic idea. Like, what is what is that like for you to walk into a home or to be at the at the Wells Fargo Arena and see these kids, like I can only imagine that their eyes are lighting up and that they're just so excited to see you. Is that what it's like? Like, what, what is it like? They always said, they meaning, you know, the masses of Santa Clauses. Once you wear the suit, you won't want to get out of it because of the love, the adoration and the wonderment that the kids provide. You know, it really is. I, you know, it's just an amazing experience to have a child come up to you all starry-eyed and say, Santa, I love you, Santa, and give you a big hug. It, it, it brings a tear to your eye. I, it really does. And I've done, you know, just this week I did a, a home visit to a girl who has cancer and she couldn't come into the studio, so we did an outside home visit. And, you know, this brave little soul could not be any 
any more gracious. Uh, sorry. No, you're okay. So, yeah, I'm wiping my eyes over here. <laughs> yeah. For those people at home, we're actually doing this through a video, Zoom, and I can see Steve wiping her eyes from my stories. Uh, but I do the same. I, I wipe my eyes because, you know, this these kids, you know, and that's just one. You know, I had another visit earlier this year. It was in the middle of October for a family that I knew. And I uh, had, they had asked me to come to their house and do a, uh, a Santa visit because Ellie, one of the grandchildren, probably wasn't going to be able to visit Santa or wasn't even going to be home for Santa because she's been battling cancer. This little four-year-old has been battling cancer for two years. And she's... She's an amazing soul, just a fighter. And, and so I said, sure, come over, we'll do it. There probably was about 10 grandkids. And Ellie was just part of this mass of kids. And, and they're all playing. And they took their pictures with Santa. And they all went off. They got their gifts from Santa. And they all went off and did their thing with their gifts. And Santa was there sitting alone, you know. Ellie was just all part of that. And, you know, Ellie had a stem cell transplant last month and you know she was in bad shape she really was struggling and her parents were very open and and were talking about the whole process and you know this week she came home you know god bless her you know she came home she's able to spend christmas with her family and you know hopefully i was just a little part of that that whole process you know and that makes you feel good you know that's the good parts about being santa the bad parts are, you know, you, you get the screaming kids who are kicking you in the shins and, you know, you're trying to struggle, hold them. And, and <laughs> but I do make fun of that. I, I at least in the studio, we make we make uh, we make a big joke of embrace the cry because this is the picture that's going to end up at their wedding, their graduation. <laughs> it doesn't come off of the refrigerator every year. But the true magic of Santa, I experience it probably more than uh, than the kids do. Yeah. That's so amazing. Oh yeah. my gosh. It just, it, that's gotta be so lovely to bring that much joy to children and just be part of this cool story. I, I think most, most children or most adults, we, we all, I feel like we all remember what it was like to believe in Santa mm -hmm. and um, how cool to be able to dive back into that every, every year, every season you get to dive back in and does it feel okay. I'm going to get all sentimental. Um, does it feel, does it feel sentimental when you're involved in it? Does it feel like you're diving into this whole world? Yes, I feel it. I mean, I, I, I do. I, I absolutely love what I do. There are some downsides to it. Honestly, there are, but uh, those downsides are so outweighed by the reward that you get and the end of the day after you, after you've been in the chair for five six seven hours and you've seen probably 12 families an hour and you're just uh, you're exhausted and you go hey you know maybe i brought a little joy to a few people and the following day you look on facebook and you see some pictures posted and they say oh thank you the studio was so good and we have a whole covid plan and they, they, the people come in and they feel safe and they, they feel 
good that they're that they're being temperature tested. They're being looked at by a third party person checking to see if they look okay. Uh, some former nurses, and they come into the studio. They know everybody has masks on. The only one who doesn't is me, Santa, but I can put a mask on if they want. If they and we've done that where it's just masks. We we sit far apart, but after all that. That you can, I can go home and say, you know what? I think I did bring a little joy to a few people, you know? And I find that out the following day when pictures start getting posted and they thank us for all that. I'm like, yeah, I did good, you know? Move on. <laughs> Let me go to my next next job. Unfortunately, it's like so busy right now. It just becomes a whirlwind. I'll be in the studio this afternoon. This is one of the few days that I don't have anything going on during the day. But yesterday I had a, an outside visit at someone's house. I had a little Zoom meeting with somebody doing a, a Zoom call for a young child. And then I was in the studio last night. Tonight is dog night. Tonight's one of my favorite nights at the studio. I love dog night. We we do like two nights each year with just dogs and their families. And they're always the best. I get I get the littlest dogs that fit in the palm of your hand. And I get Great Danes and Mastiffs sitting on the bench next to me and licking me. I It's it's one of my favorite nights of the of the whole season is when I get to when you know the dogs come to visit Santa. <laughs> that is so it, fun. It is fun. I you know I told you I love my job. <laughs> it's amazing. And and I really like what you said because you know from we started out that part of the conversation where you said that you love being Santa and then you do talk about it being a job, right? And I think that's an important thing to remember and I know a lot of my listeners are business owners And I think it doesn't matter how much you love anything. Like it doesn't matter how much you love your business. There will still be days where it feels like a job, right? Like that just is what it is. But if we can love what we do, I mean, gosh, anything more than 50% of the time, but 70, 80%, 90% of the time, then I think we're doing really great. Right. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm fortunate where uh, most of what I do comes from Santa but I also work for some really neat and nice creative people in the, the different photography studios I work at and even corporate uh, event planners that I work for. They know what Santa needs. So I generally walk into a pretty good situation. They're hiring me or my business because they know that I'm going to deliver what they want. And I think it's all because I started years ago at age 17 as an actor, because this is what it is. It is an acting job. It is an acting job. I've, I've made it a business, but in the core of it, I am playing the part of Santa. Jim Daly is Santa October through December. <laughs> That's so neat. And I really want to dive into that a little bit more. So you know, obviously there's more people than just you that play Santa. So what, what is involved in providing this amazing five-star Santa experience? What are some of the, the secret sauce things or, or, or the things that you bring to, to bring the magic, I guess? Right. Well, I, I will tell you that all the other Santas are imposters. <laughs> <laughs> There's only one, and that's me. <laughs> so I guess if I if I were to to sum it up, you know, what makes 
a good Santa. I would say you have to, you have, you know, first and foremost, you have to like children. You have to like kids. Now, I, I can't say I liked kids all my life, <laughs> but there's a certain level of, of, of liking them. I have no kids of my own, okay? I love being with kids. I'm usually the first one on the floor with them. Uh, I usually come in and, you know, start a ruckus and get them, get them all riled up, and then I get a chance to leave. And the parents, the parents have to deal with it afterward. My sister-in-law used to deprogram her kids when they were with me for a period of time, because I would just fill them up with all these uh, these wild ideas and things things not to do. So I, I think I think you have to like kids. That that would be the first and foremost. Second, you have to have a character. I think every Santa out there has their own character, their own way their own idea of Santa. Mine is, I, I put a lot of energy out. I joke with them. I tell them jokes. I have fun with them. If they're crying, I, you know, I go, you know, with the pictures, I, I you know, I'm, I, my thumbs are up, I'm laughing, or I'm holding them straight out, you know, at an angle, or I'm holding my ears, I'm making faces, uh, if they're crying. If they're not, I, I try to find a tender moment. A tender moment where I can, you know, kind of get eye-to-eye contact with them and see that true magic between child and Santa. You know, that's up to the photographer to do that, to find it or to catch it. But I create it when they're there. So I think every Santa has their own personality and how they approach being Santa. I'm not necessarily all that comfortable in the chair because I'll be standing up when they walk in sometimes. And then I'll get down on a knee right in front of them. And then we'll go to the chair and then we'll take the pictures. And we do this all in like five minutes. <laughs> you know, there's a, there's a, they're in, they're out in five minutes. And, and it's just, that's what, you know, the photography studio does. We're not like a mall. The mall, you know, it doesn't, the problem with the mall Santas are, not the Santas themselves, but the environment is that they they have a line of people, no appointments. They walk up, there's they're put in Santa's lap, they're there to sell a picture, and not an experience. You know, mm-hmm. uh, seeing Santa for a period of time, I always ask them what they want for Christmas. I always listen to them. We play with them. Sometimes my sessions go way over time. Unfortunately, the people who schedule appointments. Later in the day, they may have to wait a half hour because I've accumulated all these extra times with people. But then there's other times where I move them along, you know, because, you know, they're, they're just not into it. They're crying or whatever. We take the pictures that we need to take and, and we move them along. And Christine, I have to ask you, what was the question again exactly? I mean, I was trying <laughs> to figure out. I know that I know that, you know, Santa is each Santa has their own thing to do. But what else? What was the Yeah, other- I, I talked about what the experience was. Like, how do you provide an amazing experience of Santa? And to be honest, when you asked me, I was like, oh, shoot, I don't know if I remember. No, your answer has been great. But yeah, it was just talking about how do you bring this amazing experience as Santa to the kids? And I think it's, it's re- it really comes down to uh, character, you know, bringing a character to each child sometimes. Uh, each situation. Walking into a house is a whole lot different than walking into a photography studio. Doing a corporate 
visit is a lot different than walking into a house and walking into a, a studio. Experience has a lot to do with it. If there's any people who want to be Santa Claus, you have to really look at, you know, you can't go buy a cheap suit and a cheap beard and, and hat and say you're Santa. I think that demeans the whole industry of Santa Clauses. Uh, I'm not saying that everybody has to have a white beard and bleach it. I don't bleach my beard. My beard is actually all natural, but I have a friend of mine who he shaves off his beard after Christmas every year and grows it right back. Uh, probably starts in April and he's a uh, real dark haired. And then in September, he starts bleaching it. And by Christmas or probably not September, probably October, he starts bleaching it. And by Christmas, He's got this beautiful white beard that you, know, you would not know is all bleached out. Even wow. his hair, he bleaches his hair. It's just, uh, it's, it's an amazing transformation. You know, and he's a young guy. He's probably in his 30s, early 40s. You know, I'm, I naturally grew <laughs> white hair. I was a redhead at, uh, in my youth. I had you know, big curly red hair and, you know, no, no more curls. <laughs> yeah. You got, you got a little more color, though. Yeah. A little more color a little, on, on your head. A little red on my head, you know, not much. But, um, but so for, for those of you that aren't seeing the video, which is all of you, like Jim's beard is beautiful white. There is no color. It is beautiful. He's got his mustache all curled and waxed. And he said, oh, this is just from yesterday. So it's not perfect. But I'm going to take a picture anyway, because yeah, Jim, you look awesome. <laughs> thank you very much. It's great. All right, real quick, we're going to take a little interim pause from Santa. And I have to ask you a question about these beard and mustache competitions, because that is really cool and unique. And you're telling me a little bit offline about that. Tell me, how long does it take to sculpt your beard and mustache into these amazing freestyle shapes? And I'll post a picture in the show notes so that everybody can see exactly what Jim looks like when he was doing these amazing competitions. Every competition is different. Every style I did was different. I tried not to repeat the same style over and over again for different competitions. Uh, and it was just a personal choice. Uh, I called myself a facial hair artist. And some styles took me half an hour. Uh, the most I've spent was probably three hours and 15 minutes on just styling the, the beard. And that was it for a, a big major competition. The one that I won, when I won the national championships in New Orleans, uh, I spent probably, I would say about a little less than two hours on sculpting that, that beard. Very yeah. neat. It's just a lot of hairspray, a lot of styling. Sometimes you have to wash it out to redo it. It, it really depends on what, what I was looking after. But I look in the mirror and really it's just a blank slate, blank canvas. And I, I just go, you know, let me try this. Or what does this look like? And, oh, I don't like that. I'll wash that out and then, you know, do it over again. And That's you know, neat. Do, yeah. you, do you have inspiration going in? Like, for example, for this national competition, did you go in thinking, okay, I've practiced this look. I'm going to try and recreate this kind of a thing. Or do you just kind of wake up in the morning and see what your beard wants to do? Yeah, it's all on a whim. All right. That's awesome. When I won the nationals in Nashville, I, um, that was the first time I did a certain style. And if you see it, you'll, you know, I have, I have some curly strands coming straight down. I had never done that before. 
And I don't think I've ever done it since. Interesting. That's so cool. Sometimes I have a lot of curl. Sometimes I just do straight lines. You know, it it, it really is just a, you know, let's try this. What will this do? I won in Richmond, Virginia. I won uh, best in show there with um, my wife called them pin curls, where I just made real small curls in my beard on my chin because I had this hair and I didn't know I had everything else kind of out and curled and I didn't know what to do with this clump of hair here. And so I made these little pin curls, about five of them, and nobody had ever seen them before. And they thought, wow, that's so different. You know, there you go. That's so neat. Oh, how fun. Okay. Well, let's get back into the business of Santa. So the business of Santa, how did you, how did you get your name out there? How did, I mean, how did you go from doing Santa one time or on a volunteer basis to being booked for Santa all over the Philadelphia area? Initially, when I really started to go out on it, it was through Gig Salad, which is an online entertainment agency called, it was Gig Salad. And there's another one called Gig Masters. And basically you put your profile out there, bunch of pictures, and then you'll have a customer go online and try to, they're looking for a Santa say, and they'll type in Santa. And if it's within the area, the, the geographic area, I guess they have a selection of maybe five or 10 or 15 different Santas. And I get notified that Christine is looking for a Santa. I, I click on the gig salad. She has already written, you know, what date and time she wants the, the Santa to appear. I offer her a price and then I give her 72 hours or 48 hours or a week, whatever, however long it takes to respond back. And I will get the response, whether they, they want me or not. You know, so if I want to make $200 or $100 or $500, whatever, I'll put that as my proposal and I'll get a response back saying, you know, they, Christine has hired you, you know, send a message to Christine to confirm. And so then I confirm it. And then eventually we get our phone numbers together and, and we start talking on the phone. If I don't get hired, uh, it just says, you know, Christine has selected another person for this event. You know, it's fine. So I, I did a bunch of them through Gig Salad. Um, that's how I initially started getting out there. And then people, you know, started seeing me in a photography studio. And I would post a lot on Facebook. I didn't have a Santa Facebook page at the time. <laughs> you know, I have Santa Jim out there now. But, you know, just under Jim Daly, uh, I was posting these pictures of being Santa. And then word of mouth caught on that someone would hire me and say, oh, I had the best Santa. He was Santa Jim, you have to call him. Here's his number. And I was just getting random phone calls. Eventually, it just grew and grew and grew. Uh, a lot has to do with the, the photography studio in in, uh, in Havertown, Pennsylvania, but uh, because they were always being posted. And I was, you know, people just started recognizing me and calling me. So, yeah. Very cool. Oh, that's so awesome. All right, Jim, what one or two tips would you give to a business owner that's looking to create an amazing five-star experience? You need to have people that like you, not always your business, but like you as a person, because there are lots of other businesses like you out there. 
Example being, if you go to a restaurant and you get bad service, mm -hmm. will you go back to that restaurant? Not because the food wasn't great, not because the, the atmosphere wasn't great, but because the service was bad and the person who treated my table was bad. So we didn't like that person. We're not coming. We're, not, we're just not going to come back. Food could be great, but it's just not the place I want to be to have a good experience. That being said, you need to provide a good experience for the business that you are you're giving or providing. If you're in the restaurant business, you, you want to provide the best service you can. If you're in the travel industry, people have to like you. You know, not that you're going to shove papers in their thing. Sign this. You're on your cruise. Go see you later. Um, they want to come back to you. So you're you're always in the process of selling yourself more than your business. I just have a great sense of humor and I joke around with people a lot and they seem to like me. You know, I'm not a threat to anybody. <laughs> and I, I certainly don't put myself off as being the only Santa out there, but I want them to see Santa Jim as the person that's going to give their children the best experience that they can get. It's all about you, the person. Uh, not necessarily the business. That's a perfect answer. Thank you so much for that. It, it amazes me. So I, this is interview maybe nine or so, nine or 10 that I've recorded. And every time I ask the question, there's a little bit of worry in the back of my mind that I'm like, oh man, am I going to continue to get the same answer? And every person has a different answer, which oh, is really? amazing. I need to stop being so worried about it because I'm always like, man, are we going to keep getting the same thing? We've never had the same answer. So that's what I think is so great is everybody comes at experience differently. So I think it's lovely. Okay. But I wanted to ask just because you've mentioned the Santa community a few times. And so I'm really interested. Tell me a little bit more about this community of Santas, maybe is it around the country or is it kind of a global community? Oh, uh, it's a global community. There, there's hundreds of thousands of Santa Clauses throughout the, throughout the world, Father Christmas and, you know, whatever, different countries have their own types of Santa. In the United States, we have a couple of national organizations, the International Real, Real Bearded Santas, <laughs> IRBS. They have a convention every two years. Now they were to have a convention this year, but COVID stopped that. But mm -hmm. uh, 600 Santas converge on, on a, in a hotel in Atlanta. And there's a huge convention. And with that convention, there's Santas and Mrs. Clauses and elves. And there's vendors selling suits and bells and belts and boots and Santa paraphernalia, gifts and stickers and coins, uh, whatever, whatever they have classes at these conventions, how to deal with children, how to deal with disability, uh, how to deal with photographers, the business side, taxes, storytelling. Mm -hmm. uh, That's a great one. Makeup, preparing your beard, working on you know, different character Santas. Uh, working with elves, working with Mrs. Clauses. I've worked with my wife as Mrs. Claus, and I've been here for six years, the very first time two nights ago. Wow. Very first time we've ever sat in the chair together in the photography studio. And she did it on her own once earlier this year. 
because she was real nervous. She didn't want to really do it. Uh, but then because she was going to these conventions, she was getting a little bit more comfortable with it, with the people that were doing it. And since she was a teacher, she was a Montessori teacher. So she taught little kids. She was, she thoroughly enjoyed it. I mean, you know, and we had this session the other night. We did four hours in the studio. She absolutely enjoyed it. I mean, it was, she came home exhilarated, almost high, you know? Mm-hmm. And I and I told her, I said, you know, when I said earlier, you put on that red suit, it changes you. It really changes you. You go, wow, you know, wow, those kids are magical. And and all it is is that, you know, it was Mr. and Mrs. Claus together. Oh. It was great. She was great. She loved it. So do you think you'll do it again? I know that's like a crazy- it, the the uh the person who owns the studio, they had already said, well, next year we have to do this or we have to do that. And we'll do more of them. We'll, we'll have a, more sessions available. And and the response from the people were great. And the people who didn't see it, you know, they saw the pictures with Mr. and Mrs. Closing. Oh, why didn't I do that? I'm going to do that next year. I'm going to, you know, so, so we, we definitely have to leave more time for that to occur. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. And what a neat story just to, you know, tie in what we talked about earlier about how, you know, once you, it sounds like once you get involved in this, there is so much magic that, you know, you just, you're in. (laughs) We have another convention that's local, just a tri-state area, tri-state being Philadelphia, I'm sorry, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Delaware. It's even more than that, the Maryland, New York, they come down uh, in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. It's about 60 Santas maybe a dozen or so uh, Mrs. Clauses that are there. And that's fun. That's just, a, that's a weekend in Lancaster. And we go to a, a park called uh, Dutch Wonderland. Uh-huh. And it's in, the convention is usually in September. So it's in the middle of September or later September. And Dutch Wonderland is like the last week, maybe two weeks that they're open for the season. And you see 60 Santas walk into to the, uh, to the park. And the kids are all in awe. It's just so interesting to see. It's kind of weird for them, I'm sure, because it, there's all these Santa Clauses. And which yeah. is, and I tell them, I, I, any, you know, like the parents will come up and say, what, what's going on? Why, why are all you Santas here? And I say, you know, we meet once a year and we all get together and we decide who's going to fly on Christmas Eve. I love that. We both, as I said, it's just like, it's just like how the Pope is <laughs> brought yeah. in. Yeah. No, that's so neat. I and decide who's going to fly Christmas Eve and everybody else is Santa's helper. I love that. Yeah. And that, that brings me to another question. I know I keep saying I'm going to wrap this up, but how much is storytelling, great storytelling involved in what you do? There's a lot to it. You know, it's funny. I had a, a kind of roundabout this but I had a, a client in another business that I had. She knew that I was doing Santa. And she had said, I was brought up Jewish and my father never lied to us. And she has, she married a, a gentleman who celebrated Christmas. And so they were gonna celebrate Hanukkah and Christmas together. But the child, she didn't wanna to lie to the child that there's a Santa Claus and Santa Claus is real because her father had never lied to her. And she respected that and wanted to share that same experience with her children. So we're all storytellers. 
she had to convince the child as to why I was Santa and who I was and what Santa did. And she didn't even know because she wasn't raised with Santa. Mm-hmm. So we're all storytellers in our own way. As a magician, I lie to people. You know, that's <laughs> that's what you do to 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 misdirect people to believe in something that that there's no possible way it's going to happen, and then it happens. You you misdirect them. Mm-hmm. You're going to go there, and it ends up somewhere else. As Santa, you are telling the story of St. Nicholas. It's a, it is a story. Is it true? I don't know. You yeah. know I, don't, I have no idea. You know, but I, I've accepted the responsibility of telling thousands of kids every year that you know, Santa's real and I'm, I'm the one. You know? mm-hmm. Am I? No, not really. It's, a, it's an acting gig. But you know, for that period of time, that two or three minutes that I'm with that child and we we have that little magic together. I'm, I'm him, you know, I'm the one I, yeah, there's, there's no doubt in their mind when they leave that they met Santa Claus. I love it. That's so awesome. Oh, well, Jim, Thank if you. anybody in the Philadelphia area wants to get in contact with you, or if anybody has any questions and maybe wants to be Santa on their own, what's the best way for people to get in contact with you and see some of these amazing photos? Oh, they can just go to my webpage at jimdailyentertainer.com. And daily is D-A-L-Y. Wonderful. All right. Well, thank you so much for being here on the Five Star Experience Show. It's been a pleasure talking to you. So I really appreciate you taking the time to be here. Thank you very much. I hope to see you soon. Thank you. you On Santa's lap telling me what you want for Christmas. Oh, gosh. Wouldn't that be fun? (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much, Jim. All right. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye now. Wasn't that just a fun episode? I love hearing about all of the magic of being Santa and then also the business side behind it. So I hope that you learned a lot. I do want to say Merry Christmas to your family. Happy holidays if you don't celebrate Christmas. And I hope that everybody is enjoying the end of the year. Now, like I mentioned in the beginning, if you do have young children, there's a special episode for you, which is my interview with Santa as Santa that is very kid friendly. We wanted to, I wanted to give you just a fun experience because experience is the business that I'm in. And I think it turned out really well. So please go ahead and take a listen to that. If you enjoyed the show today, I would mean the world to me, a little Christmas gift. If you could give us a rating or a review on Apple that lets the provider know that we're doing a great job and that you're here to listen to great content. All right. Now, without further ado, I want to go ahead and get to our takeaways. So here are the takeaways from today's episode with Santa. Number one, once you wear the Santa suit, you won't want to get out of it. Number two, look for ways to create magic in every situation. Number three, Bring a character to each situation and each child. Customize the character that you bring to fit the situation. Number four, make sure that people like you as a person because it is you that sets your business apart from your competitors. Number five, sell yourself instead of selling your business. And number six, use great storytelling to build a story around the experience that you are creating. All right, guys, happy holidays, and I look forward to seeing you here next week on Wednesday. Cheers.